This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. All right. Happy Monday, everyone. It is Martin Luther King Day, actually. So a holiday for some of you, not all, but some. Traffic was a little lighter today, so some of you may be enjoying the day off. Others are probably uh, working like the majority of folks most likely are, although this is a, a big day for stock shows, skiing, uh, even the Avs played at 1 o'clock today, which is abnormal. That's because, again, of the quote-unquote holiday that we've got going on today. So a lot of folks do have the day off. So we'll get going here. On the impossible question of the day for Friday, we have the answer. How many movies have made more than $1 billion? Every time I hear billion, I think of Austin Powers. $1 billion at the box office. 51. That's actually quite a few Movies, if you think about it, 51. Today's impossible question of the day. You can answer this on the RushToReason.com website. Mark Twain's book, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, was greatly influenced by a book published in 1605. Name the book. I, I wouldn't have the foggiest idea on this one. So uh, there's a lot of you out there that are much smarter than me. So those of you that are, like Charlie can answer this on the RushToReason.com website. Charlie, any ideas? No, he doesn't have any either. I did not know that it was inspired by, or influenced by, I should say, another book. I guess inspired and influenced are two different things. Influenced means you read it, and maybe you've taken some things out of it to apply to yours. Inspired means I'm going to write it just like that. So influenced by is a better way to say that. Uh, John Canada from Denver IT was going to join us today, but John, uh, you know, he's a business person just like the rest of us, and things come up, uh, especially this week with the weather and different things we've got coming in. It, it uh, could, could end up being a very different week for most folks. We'll talk about the weather here. I don't normally talk much about the weather unless we've got a big storm. There's a winter storm watch in effect right now. I'll talk about that here in just a little bit, especially as we get into talking about extreme auto repair and genos, making sure your vehicle is up, done, ready to go, and so on. That's something that you all need to make sure that you're doing as well. So that's a big deal, by the way, for, for all of you listening. If you've not gotten your vehicle in and gotten things ready to go, you need to do so. That is a, a, that's a big, big deal, by the way. And again, yes, winter storm watch, not warning, but watch. That means you're watching the weather and seeing what's going on and so on. That will take place, I believe, uh, starting Tomorrow evening, going all the way through the next evening. So potentially a big storm. So that's something you need to be taking, you know, you need to be taking note of and being aware of and, and so on. But at Denver IT, uh, if those of you that have business networks or you just want to know, you know am I safe and secure? 
Do I, I, some of you just as businesses, maybe you just need an analysis. Some of you might even have your own uh, team of IT individuals. You might be the IT individual. Well, I will tell you, uh, being self-employed all of these years and really learning that end of things as I had to, especially when I had two retail locations, you didn't have any choice but to learn the IT end of it. I will tell you that it is more daunting today than it's ever been. And if you're not up to speed on everything that's going on when it comes to your network, the security of, and so on, you are not only at risk, you are risking your employees and your customers at the same time. And you might say, well, how am I doing that? Well, keep in mind that depending upon how you store all of your records and how that's done, all it takes is one hacker getting in and figuring out all of what you have going on there, and they basically have you at, at, you know, they basically have you at will. And that's where they can start asking for, you know, money and all sorts of different things that come up. And that's what you don't want. And you do not want to risk you, your business, or your, not only your clients, but your employees. Keep in mind, a lot of the things that you do on all of the different computers you have in your possession, and that's something that we've really never talked to John about, but that's where he can teach you. Are you really even storing things correctly? Are they in the cloud or are they on hard drives? If they're on a hard drive, which one? Are they backed up? What is your backup system like? These are all things that John can help you with if you've not done this yet. And I, I, will, I will be the first to tell you, I think a lot of you would be shocked at how sloppy most businesses handle this end of things in their business. And I'm, I'm not saying that lightly. Most don't handle it well. So, again, if you want help, John's more than happy to come out, give you an analysis, let you know what's going on. Uh, that's easy for him to do. Call him directly, 720-593-6688. Again, 720-593-6688. Up next, though, we'll just do this quick so I can come back and do a full, long segment. Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith. If you have not talked to your financial planner all year, Last year, I mean, 2022, you need a new one. Call Al Smith today. He's got a seminar coming up here in just a couple of weeks on January the 24th, 303-744-1128. Your kids need to start planning for retirement. Golden Eagle Financial and Al Smith can help them get started on their retirement plans now. A small amount of time and money today can make a huge difference for their financial future. Beginning at 20 versus 40 is not a linear difference. It's exponential. With compound interest, that investment will grow exponentially so your children can accumulate more money for a successful retirement. Introducing your children to retirement planning early allows you to set them up for a financially successful future and enables them to handle a financial emergency without relying on your help. Getting them started with a solid retirement plan through Golden Eagle Financial today will not only save both of you money, but can also create wealth for them down the road. Call Al Smith at Golden Eagle Financial now. 303-744-1128. 303-744-1128. Or visit klzradio.com slash money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors and SEC Registered Advisor. All right, solar, is it right for you? Will it save money? There's always, uh, I shouldn't say always, there's new programs coming out on an ongoing basis that help make this more palatable on a routine basis. And the best thing to do is just have Alan Davis out, get a free analysis, and find out exactly how that works for you and your home. 303-378-7537. Every month is the same. You see the balance on your power bill, and you feel months worth of compounding anxiety around your cash flow, inflation, and now another electricity rate increase? 
Alan Davis with Solar Energy Partners has a plan to save you money and proactively ease your anxieties in the future, too. The first part of his plan is to help you lower your power bill with solar energy by about 40% over the next 30 years, usually saving you more than $1,000 in the first year alone. By choosing to work with Alan, you're making an investment that saves you money and stress for years to come. The second part of his plan to save you money is to help you get away from the big power companies that keep increasing your rates. The third part is to eventually get you into a place where you pay nothing for your electricity usage. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to learn more about how he can save you money on your power bill. Set up a consolation appointment today, 303-378-7537, 303-378-7537, or visit klzradio.com slash sun. All right, uh, Ruth Savers of Colorado is next, Dave Hart. And as we've got a couple of days here before the snow hits, if you notice something on your roof, a leak, anything happening along those lines, take pictures, let Dave know what that is, and then he can come out as soon as things dry out enough to take care of your roof. And he's doing that even as we speak for me. 303-710-6916. The last thing you need on your mind while trying to find the perfect gifts, fight traffic at the mall, and see all your loved ones is whether your roof is going to hold up against Colorado wind and snow. Hi, this is Madison Hart. And I'm Elizabeth Hart. Not ready to replace your roof this winter? Call our dad, Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado, and he may be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a rejuvenation treatment. Because it is a 100% plant-based product, there's no need to worry about your family. It's safe for kids like me. As a full-service roofing contractor, our dad can also replace a damaged roof. Not even hot cocoa tops that. Sleep in heavenly peace this season by gifting yourself a new or rejuvenated roof. Call our dad today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916 or go to RoofSaversCO.com and he will inspect your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Call 303-710-6916 or go to RoofSaversCO.com to receive your $200 discount. God, country, reason. Now back to John Rush. All right, tomorrow, or I think, sorry, I'm not saying that correctly. I believe it is Wednesday. I'll double check my calendar here. Uh, we are going to be, oh no, actually today, sorry, I got, I've, I've got my calendar here in front of me. Today in the five o'clock hour, a friend that's been with us in the past, an IT expert's going to join us, and we're going to talk about uh, chat. Uh, the new, the, basically the new IT, or not IT, the new AI that allows you to, it's chat GPT, that allows you to basically have the computer do a lot of things for you. So AI is new technology that is sort of machine learning is probably the best way for me to say that. Now, Charlie sent me an article the other day, sort of goes along with John Kanata from Denver IT, so that's why I wanted to continue on with this really quick one's voice in a matter of about three seconds of audio now some of you would say well who cares well wait until hackers and those people that are trying to steal things from you get a hold of that technology and if you think they won't they will so you're somebody that's i don't know you're just minding your own business one day and the phone rings and the person on the other end of the phone sounds like a loved one how much easier will it be for said, how do I want to, what, what do I want to call these individuals, Charlie, these crooks? How easy will it be for these crooks, these shysters, to then 
go through a process of extracting things from you, money and so on. When they sound just like the person that you know in your family. Now, a lot of folks would say, well, this could be used for a lot of other great things. Potentially. I mean, I could see it in the radio world where, you know, I do some voiceover work and things like that when it comes to doing commercials and what have you. And I could see how AI in that particular situation, you record a commercial and you pick out what voice you want it to sound like and boom, it's done. Kind of, in a way, no need for me anymore or people like me. Now, I don't know if that will ever come to that, but you could see how there'd be some advancements and some ability to uh, clean things up, if you would. Or somebody could represent me also in that way. Thank you, Charlie. Yeah, so there's not all you know, negative uses, although, if not careful, like any other technology. And this is where even the Internet. Any technology can be used in a very great, harmless, in fact, even a helpful way, or it can be used in a very harmful way. Depends on who's using it and how. So my point is... You need to always be careful with what you're doing. There are so many scams and scammers out there. And they will do anything they possibly can to essentially extract money from you. They want to gain access to your identity. They want to gain access to bank accounts, credit cards, and so on. And and these these individuals, I don't want to say guys because it's both genders. And yes, there's only two. They will do anything possible to extract money from you. And the thing thing I think that we all tend to not realize is the majority of these people that are doing this work for someone in a foreign country. And in some cases, it's either their job they go to because they're trying to feed their family or in some cases, keep in mind, these are this is slave labor in a lot of cases as well. These people are forced because of who knows what to get on the phone and do these things. So at the end of the day, they don't really care about you. They're trying to care about themselves and feed their family and make sure that they themselves are, quote unquote, kept out of trouble. And I would venture to guess, I I don't know this because I've never met a ex-hacker or, you know, anybody that owns one of these type of businesses, call centers, but I'm guessing there's a quota, just like any other call center would have. I'm sure they've got a quota for how much they need to steal, extract at the end of any given day or any given shift. I would be shocked if that weren't the case. And I'm guessing they're either bonused or penalized based upon whether or not they extract that information, that money, and so on. And their job is dependent on it. So my point is this. They might sound nice. In some cases, they don't. But if they've got this type of technology where they can then mask their voice, you think of a company even. This is where it can get really nefarious. You think of a company, and you've got a, you know, a boss or a, even a, a, a worker, and they are tasked with doing certain things that are maybe somewhat private in the company. If you can now duplicate their voice, how many of those things could you get done where – other people, employees, and so on, don't even know. Again, great technology could be used in a great manner or could be used very nefariously to 
extract things from you. And again, I go back to what John from Denver IT says all the time. Just be extremely careful and always know what you're doing and never give out any kind of personal information, bank information, and so on. In fact, in most cases, it should be done personally, you know, face-to-face, and never be done electronically unless you know for sure who you are dealing with. 100% beyond a shadow of a doubt, this is who I know I'm dealing with. Otherwise, don't. I've even given you guys as examples of title companies where there's a closing coming up. Kurt Rogers talks about this, and all of a sudden somebody intercepts what's supposed to be happening. They send you information for a wire transfer. You've got the money sitting there. It's supposed to go to the title company. You send it because you think you're supposed to. But at the end of the day, it's not going to the title company. It's going to one of these individuals that we're talking about. What if this same individual had the ability to sound just like your mortgage broker or your realtor or somebody that you've been talking to at the title company? How would you then know What's going on? Trust me, folks, this will add additional layers of security to what we have going on because if this technology gets out, which it really already is, and they've got the ability to duplicate someone's voice that you know, watch out. So my thought is how this is going to work on down the road is you're going to end up with certain code phrases that only you and your broker will know or you and your you know, mortgage broker will know or your, your real estate broker will know. And they'll, ha- they'll have to have some sort of a catchphrase that you two have decided on the front side what that's going to be that no one else would know. Sort of like that family word that we've talked about having in the past, which, again, you should all have, where if the grandson's calling you, what's the family word? And if that person doesn't know it, you hang the phone up. You're going to have to do more of this down the road or more and more people are going to get caught off guard and lose money. So I'll talk to John more about that in the future when he comes back on. But that is new technology. Charlie sent me that last week. I didn't get a chance to get to it. It was in my notes, but never really got a chance to do it. All right, something else Charlie sent me today. And I appreciate all that Charlie sends me. He scours things and and sends me things that even I don't have time to scour and look for, so I appreciate that. And I've got a different take on this. So there's a headline today out of teslarati.com. I don't know what Tesla Roddy stands for, but it's just a website. But this is a headline for those of you up in Wyoming. Wyoming wants to phase out sales of EVs by 2035 to ensure the stability of the oil and gas industry. Great idea, by the way. Although I would be opposed to that. Some of you would say, why, John? You don't want to support the gas and oil industry? Yes, I do. Here's what I'm opposed to. Government interference of any kind in the free markets. I am as much opposed to this as I am Colorado saying we want a certain amount of EVs by 2035. In my opinion, it's the same thing. I don't want a state telling you you need to buy them, but I also don't want a state telling you you can't. Follow me? I, I, don't, I don't like reading this. Now, the intentions, while maybe they're pure, in the end, is not what we as free market folks want. Not what I want anyways. I'm one of these where if you want to buy an EV, buy one. I don't think we should subsidize them like we have been. So, yes, I'm not into that. If you want to buy one, buy one. If you don't, don't. Buy an ICE vehicle. ICE being an internal combustion engine vehicle. That's what ICE stands for. You're going to hear that a lot, by the way, moving forward. So get used to it. 
EV, electric vehicle, ICE, internal combustion engine vehicle, diesel or gas or whatever else you can find to run it off of. So I'm not for Wyoming phasing out sales of EVs by 2035. Why? Because that's still government control. And as much as I like our friends to the north and like what they've done, I don't like this because, again, I don't want government telling me what I can and can't do. I don't want government telling you what you can and can't do. So while, again, it sounds great, we're going to help the oil and gas industry, which I'm all for, by the way. I'm never for a state dictating what you can or cannot buy. That's not the way things should work. Now, if you've got another comment on that, by all means, let me know. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. I don't have any guests the second half of the show, or second half of this hour, I should say. So if you want to call in, feel free to do so. You can also text us, 307-200-8222, 307-200-8222. And uh, you can, you can uh, text me, and I'll, I'll read that on air as well. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. we got some colder weather coming in during the week. In fact, I was reading some things today on one of the uh, groups I belong to asking for where is a good plumber. Came home from vacation, had all my water shut off, turned it back on, and I've now got a leak. Those things happen. Have high-fives number handy. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. You should be flushing your water heater at least once a year. Scheduling routine maintenance with High Five Plumbing now allows you to be frugal down the line. Keep your operational costs down over time by ensuring your water heater is functioning properly. When you don't regularly flush your tank, mineral buildup can mean that your water heater loses energy efficiency, increasing your gas and electric bill. A water heater flush with High Five is an easy-to-schedule service that is cost-effective in the future. With consistent maintenance, you can even extend the life of your equipment and stave off future plumbing emergencies. High Five Plumbing can save you money down the road with simple maintenance that you can schedule right now. Get on the books today by calling 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or by filling out a contact form at klzradio.com slash plumbing. Make sure to mention KLZ for a free in-home water quality test and a wave service fee for KLZ listeners only. All right, Michael Bailey Law, Mobile Estate Planning. If you don't have your estate in order, uh, call Michael Bailey today and get that taken care of. And yes, you can book that appointment and he'll come to you. 720-394-6887. It's not a fun topic, but Michael Bailey doesn't dwell on the darkness. He guides you quickly through a complicated legal process so you can move on. KLZ's mobile estate planner speaks multiple languages, so he's a good translator. Michael Bailey will explain your estate plan in plain English, so you have the information you need to make clear decisions without spending a whole lot of time bogged down in difficult decisions. KLZradio.com slash estate. Accessible estate planning. All right, don't forget, Save the Storks. We're trying to save babies' lives, and the best way to do that is to donate to Save the Storks. They do the work that, honestly, we all can't do. They meet with young ladies, uh, women, and talk to them about choices that they can make and literally give them the real choices that they have, not the ones that Planned Parenthood give. So Save the Storks. Go there today and donate, savethestorks.com. As we close out the year, we celebrate the victory of Roe being overturned. We praise God for the Supreme Court's decision to protect life and recognize that abortion is not a constitutional right. 
But what may be shocking to many Christians and conservatives is that we are in a fight to save the lives of preborn babies like never before in history. I'm Diane Ferraro, CEO at Save the Storks, the pro-life ministry that is making a difference with love and compassion. Our mobile medical units, called Stork Buses, have saved over 11,000 preborn babies. But our impactful programs also focus on the women and men who face unplanned pregnancies every day. Our mission focuses on the preborn, of course, but we also ensure that moms and dads are empowered to choose life for their babies and not just survive, but thrive as parents. Visit SaveTheStorks.org right now and sign up to support our ministry with a gift of $35 a month or make a year-end tax-deductible donation. Your gift will make a difference. Go to SaveTheStorks.org today and make a gift of any amount. Thank you and God bless you. Now, back to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, really quick, Paul in Wyoming made sure that I clarified that the Wyoming um, suggestion that I just mentioned is just that. It's just something that they're talking about. It hasn't gone through. It's not a bill or anything along those lines. And, and this is just conversation at this point, which is fine. You know, states can have that kind of conversation. I think it's... I think it's a bad idea, which I explained. Andy had a great idea, though. He said, really, all they need to do is just cease any and all incentives to buy electric cars. Yep, honestly. And that one, by the way, I would be for, because that's what it should be in the first place. Dan, you're next. Go ahead. So, John, I just sent you a text about, uh, I think the government is doing the right thing by forcing us to buy cage-free eggs in the state. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation, which, again, yeah. if you want to buy cage-free, do so. If you don't, that's fine, too. Buy whatever you like. Right. That's that's a decision that we need to make. And, by the way, uh, this would be a great messaging thing by the state GOP. Uh, I've had conversations with people about the price of eggs and everything. And when I tell them, I said, hey, if you want to buy eggs that are laid by chickens that are in cages, that's your choice. It's not. It's not. Or if you want to buy cage-free eggs, that should be your choice. And that's up to the cage-free egg vendors to market themselves. That, and I, I don't know if the eggs are actually better than caged eggs or not. They, they might are. be. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a guy that, you know, I, I, like, I like chickens that have the ability to be more natural in their environment. You can tell by the color of the yolk. For those of you not, you know, that maybe don't know this, you can typically tell by the color of the yolk. The darker the yolk, the healthier the chicken, the better the egg, in my opinion, is, and the better it tastes. That's just me. Not that I'm any kind of an egg connoisseur, Dan. Now, I also say really quick, I want to add this in, because it's something I think we as conservatives at times sort of forget. I, I am by no means ever for any kind of mandates. I'm not for this mandate, although... I will say that, and I learned this a lot from, from uh, you know, Barber's Foods, from Greg Bloom. I do think that, especially we as Christians and conservatives, do need to look at our food supply, how animals are treated, and so on. Not that, you know, not that it, you know, chickens, <laughs> this is what's funny about chickens, even though you give them the ability to range around and, and go in and out, they won't. I, I've seen the videos of it even, and even Greg has shared things with me. But the ability for them to walk around and do what they do, you know what, Dan, I'm fine with that. Do I want them, you know, do I want 10 packed in a cage laying eggs? Not particularly. Now, does that mean I'm not going to buy eggs in that fashion? If that's all that's there, of course I'll buy them, because at the end of the day, most of those chickens are going to end up on a dinner plate at some point in time anyways. Typically, leg, you know, egg-laying hens probably don't end up on the dinner plate. But, Dan, you get where I'm going with that. It's not that I'm going to worship chickens by any means, or, you know, any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, 
Well, the reason why I say that is I do have chickens. <laughs> so, and you know, so I mean, uh, you you know the quality of the eggs that right. you're getting off of well, what you raise yourself. When they say fresh eggs, they're not fresh eggs. To me, a fresh egg is I go out to the nest box and I grab an egg. And exactly. That is a fresh egg. Now, um, there is some misinformation out there. I've been talking to people, and there's some video out there that if you have huge free eggs, you're going to have a field full of eggs. And I'm like, that's misinformation, and we don't want that to happen. Uh, my wife and my kids, when they were younger, they actually went to a cage-free place. And it's based, she said it was basically an airplane hangar where they could go down and they could scratch and do whatever chickens do. And then when they were ready to lay an egg, they'd go up and lay an egg. It was on a conveyor belt. They went to people that sorted out the eggs, and that's what they did. Right. The, the thing is, is, if you let the chickens, and I'm not disagreeing with this, it, the cost is higher because if they're able to go out into a field and scratch and pack and do what they like to do, you're going to have to protect them. You're going to have to, you know, make sure there's hawks, there's foxes, there's Correct. all sorts of animals that like Correct. chicken. Correct. That's right. So, because I'm not a black hawk, I have bears, I have hawks. Um, so, my daughter, when I was building our chicken coop, she said she called it Fort Clucks because I used chain link fence. I got barbed wire, or not barbed wire, I got electrical fence, and I got the, the chicken coop covered because of the hawks. And... Um, We've got other friends that just put up chicken wire, and, of course, bears have come in and had chicken dinners. And it's like, guys, we live in the woods. You have to be aware of your your, mm-hmm. your surroundings. Now, our chickens, they are cage-free, so they can go and lay their, their eggs whenever they want. And you're right, the yolk is much better. Yep. Uh, it's it's a much harder yolk. So what, what I've been doing is I've been telling people that you should be able to make that choice. The government shouldn't force you Correct. to make a choice that you don't. And, and that's the same with these EVs. It's the same with the uh, windmills that we have out east. Those are all subsidized by the government, and that needs to go away. And like you said, let the free market decide. And and, and even education, Dan, if, you know, if the government, you know, even I don't care as far as this goes, if they want to do PSAs on the difference between what a, you know, total free range chicken like you have has the ability to do, which really, again, I want to make sure that we're clear on this. Even the Colorado law is not going to have chickens doing what your chickens are doing. I think that's the other thing that everybody gets gets off. I mean, the, the reality is even the law that Colorado has, you got to give them one square foot. They're still not doing what you're doing, Dan. No. No, they're not free-range chickens. No, they are not free-range chickens, not by any means. That's right. It's uh, animal rights activists getting involved with when they don't have a clue, and most of them don't have a clue of how the the animal kingdom works. That's right. Because I, you know, I hunt fish. I've got much higher knowledge than these people that'll sit and watch a video or watch a YouTube thing or put out a a video. I'm like, being out in the woods, I experience things that. Majority yep. of people that don't get out in the world. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You know, really so, quick too, Dan. The other thing I want to make sure that we're doing correctly as conservatives as well is egg prices are up across the country. I, I'm not trying to diminish what's happened in Colorado and the fact that only cage free quote unquote eggs are what's sold in Colorado and that hasn't had an effect on 
prices because it has, but the flu that you know the bird flu that they've yeah. they've got has also had an impact across the country on egg prices. Now I also know from Greg Bloom and Dan, you would know this as well. The gestation and the ability to grow new chickens to hatch and grow and then be laying eggs isn't that long of a time frame. So is this egg price crisis that we're in right now going to last forever? Dan, you and I both know, no, it won't. No, and I bought, so I I only have a dozen chickens is all I have. And when they get older, they slow down on land, so in the winter we don't get as many eggs. I did buy um, three, uh, well, I got two chicks to go see away to a friend who wanted to get going. And it's anywhere from six to seven months from the time they're hatched till they start laying. So in the avian flu or whatever it was, they had to kill or pull, I should say. Right. I want to use the word kill because there's people that get offended by that, but that's all calling is. That's right. They had to, they had to call them because if not, we wouldn't have had any chickens. Correct. So unfortunately, that's what happens. Uh, and it's no fault of the, of the, of the egg uh, producers or whatever. No, it's just one of those things that happens in yep. that world, Dan, as you know. Yep. So I just no. Great point. I I'm mean, glad you said that because I, I also, you, as you know, Dan, I want to make sure that we as conservatives are giving out the right information all the time as well. And there's times where even some of the posts and things that I see, it's like you know, yeah, I get the new law. I don't agree with it, and and that is a part of the problem with our pricing, but it's not all of the problem with the pricing. Well, I I just I didn't like it when people are telling me they don't have chickens, so they don't know. So I had to correct them. I'm like. I have chickens. They don't do that. They like nest boxes. They well, turkeys on the other hand. That's different. different. Right. That's but right. We don't eat turkey leg. Right. Egg. Right. So. Great, Dan. I appreciate it. Great point. Now I'm glad you called in because that's really a great point. One uh, something I wanted to talk about today anyway. So thank you so much for that, Dell. You're next. Go ahead, Dell. How you doing, John? Good, Dell. Hey, on our Wyoming deal. I would agree with you 100 percent in stopping the incentives on that, plus raise the tax uh, vehicle registration taxes to help pay for the repair yes. of the roads. Yes, there you go. I, you know what, Dan or, or Dell? Thank you for saying so, because yes, that would also level the playing field, if you would, between a regular gas engine vehicle that somebody's registering versus an EV. Yeah. And it would, and it, by the way, it would make it more. Um, how do I want to say, Dell? The costs would be more in line with each other if you did that. Yeah, because I mean, Wyoming's got phenomenal roads compared to Colorado. Yeah, great point. No, that's that's a great idea, Dell. I appreciate that. No, you're you're spot on. So, yep, that's my thought. No, I appreciate it. Thanks, Dell. You you are 100. percent Craig, you're next. Go ahead. Hey, John. Hey, I Craig. Think this Wyoming thing is largely symbolic. I mean, it's basically just showing how ridiculous it is for a state like California or New York to mandate that you can't buy a gas-powered car after 2035. So basically, they're just, you know, giving the other states the middle finger saying, well, then you can't buy an electric car in Wyoming. Anybody has the option of traveling cross state lines true. and buying whatever they want Very if true. they have a man like that. Very true. Now, and again, I want to make sure everybody's clear, that was just a conversation that the folks in Wyoming are having. It's not even a proposed bill. They're not voting on it, nothing along those lines. Will they? I kind of doubt it, but just the conversation alone is probably stirring the pot enough, Craig. And then, as as I've been grocery shopping, and it has everyone else, um, there are some somewhat horror stories on what's going on with the, the bag situation as far as the clerks are concerned. 
the things that they're having to put up with in these stores, people stealing the bags, stealing the little hand baskets, all the other things that are going along with this. And, again, we just need to tell everyone that we come in contact with, this is because the people in the state legislature, the state house down in the Capitol. Yeah, it's not the clerk's fault. It's not the clerk's fault. You need to vote. Great point, Craig. You need to, you need to direct your anger at the people that you Actually, Craig, for a lot of these individuals, you need to go complain to the people you voted for. Now, I agree that not everybody voted for the individuals that have created this, but you know where I'm going with that. A lot of them them did. Some of the people that are complaining the most are the ones that voted these knuckleheads in. Okay, and then this idea of of giving up our uh, proposal by a couple state legislators to give up our Tabor refunds to the state... For education, yeah. Yes. Well, th- that's going to become a ballot measure, assuming they get enough signatures. Oh, I would venture the- to guess, Craig, that that will become a ballot measure. I said that last week, and I will be shocked if it doesn't. Okay, that means they're gonna they're gonna be outside. They're gonna they're gonna hire their minions to stand outside. Okay, here, but really quick, this is a question that I don't have the answer to. I'm sorry, I should have studied this more. If the legislature. Go ahead, go ahead and decides they pass this internally among both the, the houses, you know, the House and the Senate. Do they have to collect signatures, Craig? I don't believe they do. I, I heard they do. So let, let's just, for the sake of argument, say they have to. Okay, okay let's say that. Okay, themselves. sounds good. Okay, let, let's say you go into your, whatever grocery store you shop at, and they're going to be set up outside. And again, they're, they're going to spin it. It's for the children. You know, you you don't really, you know, it will help our education system. It will help scores get better, blah, 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 whatever. So those of us that know what's really going on need to be vocal at that table so that everybody within earshot can say, this is a bunch of crap. That's money that is coming, is, is due you by the state constitution. They do not have any right to take that away from you. And there is no need to reward an edu- a failing education system with more money because throwing more money has never solved the problem. You're right. You're right. 100%. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be very vocal when these people approach me with a petition and say, no, not on your life. You know, Colorado has, has that in for a reason. That's your money. It's not to be given. And and we don't know that they're going to use it for education. They may say that. There's no no way to know that for sure. Great point. Well, they would have to do whatever their, their ballot measure says, of course. We'd be able to read it at that time. But, again, I don't still – and keep in mind, Craig, when they have money coming in from one area, that just means they can free up the other money somewhere else to go somewhere else anyway. So, to your point, we have no idea where it's going to go. Yeah, we're not sitting down there in the House chambers watching the funding of – of this, all these little pet projects they've got going on. Correct. I mean, now, and, and by the way, I, if somebody can please let me know if this ends up being passed legislatively, some of you that are much more involved in this than I and know the rules around that better than I, if our legislature passes this and there's a supermajority, this do, I do know this does not have to be voted on by the governor. That I did look up last week, Craig. So Polis doesn't have to do anything along these lines at all. My question is, do they have to collect signatures like if, Craig, you and I were to put a ballot initiative together, we would have to go collect signatures? Does the legislature have to do that? I don't know the answer. 
Well, like I say, I don't know for a fact as well. So, yeah, if someone knows, that would be great to... I would like to know because I'm trying to look it up while we're talking and I cannot tell, Craig. That one I don't have an answer on. You may be right. They may have to no matter what, and they're just going to draft the language legislatively speaking and still have to collect signatures. And if they do, then what you just said is going to be the way it works. Well, you know, again, you know, this is kind of a, you know, you know, this angers me what's going on in the state as as it does a lot of other people. And people need to start waking up. I mean, you know, instead of everybody complaining about everything, find out why it's like it is and then find the people responsible for it and go vent your anger at them. Yep, exactly. You're exactly right, 100%. Yes. I'll leave it at that, Craig. I'm going to take it. No, thank you, Craig. Appreciate it. John and Shine, hang tight. I'll give you plenty of time. We'll come right back after the break. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is up next. They want to take care of all of your electrical and heating needs. And as we head into another cold snap here for the next few days, make sure that you're dialed in and ready to go. 720-526-0231. When an unexpected emergency forces you to spend a lot of money, that can be a huge strain on your family. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air will take care of you and your family no matter what. Offering peace of mind financing with a variety of options to meet your unique needs. Emergencies happen at the worst times. And because of that, when everything goes downhill, you're not always financially ready to make a large purchase. You should never have to question putting your family first. And that's why Absolute offers a variety of stress-free financing options. You can rest assured that fixing the problem today won't be a strain in the future. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air helps you meet your needs by keeping their home services affordable for you and your family. Easily schedule any service today at 720-526. 0231 or by visiting klzradio.com today and be sure to mention KLZ Radio and get a limited time $59 furnace tune-up offer. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, if you're thinking about selling or buying a home or you've got a family member in that same position, call Catherine and Robin at KNR Home Transition 720-437-8210. You're nervous about selling your home because you don't know what you're up against. Cat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions get you up to speed on your competition. As your realtors, they'll drive you around the neighborhood so you can fully understand the competing properties in your area. K&R also actively monitor your competition using the NMLS, and they can even give you daily updates on any changes. Sometimes you'll even tour listings that are similar to yours, so you can see the differences in how updated the home is, the size of the yard, the floor plan, and other perks that may give you the upper hand for your listing. Get to feeling confident about selling your home with Cat and Robin. They know how to take the emotions out of stressful situations. Get two experts for the price of one and take advantage of your free consultation with K&R Home Transitions now at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash home. K&R Home Transitions, powered by Worth Clark Realty. Your business probably overpaid on taxes in 2022. John Rush pays his wage in what he can save you in taxes. Accountants are not always efficient tax planners. And when your business doesn't have one, you need to utilize John's background of 40 years in the industry as your resource for business-first tax planning. John has been doing taxes for his businesses since his early 20s and helps ensure you're looking at everything correctly. You should be planning your taxes early and quarterly with guidance from someone who has years of 
of firsthand experience on how to do it right. Avoid overpaying on your taxes this year and email John Rush now for a better tax strategy before the March 15th corporate tax return date at john at rushtoreason.com. That's john at rushtoreason.com. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash john. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. John and Cheyenne, what's going on? Hey, John. This is exactly what you've been talking about the last... I got in the car about 20 after 3 and heard you uh, going off about the EV ridiculous crap in Wyoming. But this is what happens, whether it's the EV thing, whether it's EVs by 2035, whether it's... 30% 30% renewables or whatever, when you have a professional politician class that live on the government dole. Yep. Because they, right now, Wyoming, we're in a general session by state constitution that lasts 40 days. Okay. So these guys got to figure out how to fill 40 days to show that they're doing something when they go back home to wherever they're from. And that's the biggest thing. Same thing in Denver. Those politicians at the state level have to figure out a way to go back and say, well, I did this and I got rid of plastic bags and all the chickens are free range and all this other crap. When and until they're held accountable, whether through a term limit uh, petition, constitutional change, they're just going to stay up there and the entrenched incumbent almost always wins. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So how do you defeat an entrenched incumbent when he's got all the money, he's got the party behind him and everything? Well, and, and, and by the way, John, you bring up a great point, and I will not tell anyone that's an easy task because it is not. To no. beat the entrenched nope. incumbent is very difficult, although you guys did it up it there, be- and I realize that maybe Liz Cheney's not the greatest example of all because of some of the things she did. She really kind of shot herself in the foot. But can right. you beat entrenched incumbents yes with the right candidate and the right campaign and the right funding and no it doesn't have to be outfunded you know you don't have to outfund the next guy or the incumbent but john with the right funding and the right candidate and the right campaign strategy can you beat incumbents absolutely you can but that's a tall order to your point yeah exactly if you look back at trump in 2016 she had more money than him but he ran a better campaign correct because she just thought she was entitled correct And a lot of these incumbents think they're entitled. So I I will tell you, John, that if we can get the right strategy, which I'm afraid at times we don't have, but with the right strategy, the right teaching and training and recruiting, and I know that's a bad word. Nobody, especially in the Republican Party, wants to hear the word recruiting because it's not something we're, quote, unquote, supposed to do. Although I will tell you, I think we've been doing that completely the wrong way for many, many years. We do need to recruit. We do need to train. We do need to even put on seminars to teach these individuals how to run proper campaigns and even teach campaign managers how to run proper campaigns. We do none of the above as far as I know, John. Well, just look at the Democrats. They start. Some guy wants to run for state legislator. They're like, no, 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 hold on. You got to sit on this board and you got to sit on this board. And then you got to run for county commissioner mm-hmm. or you got to run for city councilman right. and work your way up where Republicans don't do that a no, lot. No, we do not. They we just, we like, don't do that at all, John, that I know of. Now, right. and, and, and I think to your point, they, and here's the biggest difference. We talk about it all the time, but you're, you're really, you're summing it up. They play the long game, we play the short game. 
Right, exactly. That's the and difference. that's why we're always fighting the uphill battle, whether it's with a moderate or rhino, depending on what term you want to use, Republican, or the Democrat. We're always trying to find that candidate that's going to beat them, and they usually don't. You know, they talked about Mark Gordon a few years ago, and when he won, he won in the primary because there were two billionaires, Foster Freeze and Sam Galliotis. They were both better candidates, but they split that vote, mm. and he got just enough because in Wyoming, all you have to do is take the uh, majority of the vote in the primary to win the nomination. You don't have, like, a 50-plus one or anything. And, by the way, that's so, a whole other conversation that, as conservatives, we need to have as well, is how do we even handle that whole primary end of things and once somebody wins the primary what do we do because you all you already know here in colorado we're already fighting amongst ourselves because of some of the things that have happened down in el paso where somebody wins the primary but in that particular case the head of the gop doesn't want to honor and or support and or support the person that won the primary now do i always like the people that win primaries no john i don't but i will tell you this i'd still rather have the 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 squishy r next to you know the squishy the squishy person with an r next to their name in my opinion is always 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 better than the guy with the d the guy or the gal with the d next to their name yeah exactly and we have it up here there was a guy up in gillette he ran as a democrat twice in wyoming and lost Switched over to an R, got elected, but all his policies were exactly the same. And that's part of our problem is we're letting people join the Republican Party that don't share the Republican Party values. They're just doing it to get elected. Like, you know, you've got, I'm sure there's places in uh, Colorado that are solid red R still, just like in Wyoming. And it might not be that... uh, that uh, good conservative, it might be that squishy Republican, or like you were saying, that uh, Democrat that crossed over. Right. No, we we have the same. Yeah. You you you. Ex- and by the way, for a lot of you maybe that don't understand this, it's mm-hmm. it's that way in most states. Now there are some really solid, hard red areas of the country. No matter what you do, they're going to yeah. be red regardless. But you take areas like you know here in the West, especially you know Wyoming here in Colorado and so on, where you've got so many people moving in, so many transplants. And think about Wyoming for a moment, John, not to burst anybody's bubble up there, but you guys have such a small population. In my opinion, you have a bigger risk of going straight blue as what Colorado did years ago because you don't have as much, you don't have as much population to overcome it. Yeah, the only saving grace for us is there's a lot of people that are coming from the Smaller from the blue states, and they're here a year, and they're out of here because they just can't handle. They can't Wyoming. handle the weather and everything else that goes along yeah. with it. Yeah, the lifestyle. Yeah. But here, I'll give you a perfect example: Teton County, which is where Jackson yep. is, was taken over by the Libs. That's right. Forty years ago. Yep. Just like uh, you know, just like our area here. You know, uh, you know, you, you look yeah, at a, Aspen, Vale, some of those places. It's no different yeah. in our mountain areas here, John. Well, they have an ordinance on the city that you could be fined if you don't have your Christmas lights down by a certain date. And if you they don't catch you, your neighbor can rat you out. Yep. I'm not shocked and, at that. And the only reason they're doing it is if they go around and catch these people that maybe they were on vacation or something, didn't get their lights down, that's just money into the city coffers. Correct. Yep. And don't let anybody fool you that it's to make the 
the environment look better. No. All it is is a revenue hole. That's right. All it is is a money John, grab. John, is Andy in with you tomorrow? He is. Yeah, I, I got to call Andy and talk a little smack. Okay, sounds good. That'll work. All right, All right have John. Good. Have a good one, man. Enjoy your night. And everything he just said is correct. And yes, folks, I would say that those of you that live in Wyoming, never say never. And I also want to straighten something else out in Colorado. I continue to hear this. I hear this from different politicians inside of our own party. And I, I guess maybe they don't have the same memory I have or didn't grow up the way I did or something. I'm not sure, but I still hear politicians running for office and even folks inside of our own party talk about how Colorado was red for a very long time. They must be way older than me. I'm 58. I can't remember a time when this state was red. We have been a purple state for a very, very, very long time and now have gone completely blue. I can't remember a day and age when, especially along this front range area, which, by the way, controls the state, I can't remember a time when this was a red state. So those of you that are out there, please stop saying that because we never were, not in my lifetime in 58 years, were we a red state. Were we more conservative than we are now? Yes, but we were never a red state. American National Insurance is next. Anything you need when it comes to insurance, give Paul, my good friend, a call today, 303-662-0789. Think beyond the short-lived New Year's resolutions. Make long-term goals that stick with Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance. After reviewing your insurance, you realize that you want to save money, but you still need all your items properly covered. You don't want to make the mistake of devaluing the time and money you put into earning the assets that you're covering. Reward your long-term thinking and responsibility by working with Paul Lewinberger. His rebate program allows you to get back 25% of what you paid in premiums three years ago, helping you stay accountable to the goals you're making now. Paul rewards longevity, so when you make sure your assets are properly covered and you don't use your insurance as a bank, you get to reap the rewards of your responsibility. Stop expecting instant gratification and create a plan that you can commit to. Call Paul with American National Insurance right now. 303-662-0789. Again, 303-662-0789. The best export we have is common sense. You're listening to Rush to Reason. All right, Evan, we have uh, got you on the phone. We've got about a minute left. Go ahead, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, the great humor for me about electric vehicles is that, A, there's really no hydropower in any of these states. Nope. Wyoming, Colorado, very deficient. Correct. I grew up in Washington State, and there's tons of hydropower there and in Oregon and in California. All we have left is natural gas right. and coal. That's right. But no one seems to listen to it. There's only one place that I know of you can charge your little electric vehicle. It's behind the Cherry Creek Library in Cherry Creek. And that's really all I have to say about it. But I always laugh when people go, oh, we need electric vehicles. Yeah, where are you going to charge it up? That's a great point. Evan, thank you. you no, know, every time we, we bring up electric vehicles, I told Charlie earlier, it always makes the phone ring. And, and, and you guys all know I, you know, I own one. I know them very well inside and out. It's why I actually bought one, so I could understand them inside and out and feel like I can talk about them better than most folks in the media can because, by the way, most don't own them. What I find interesting are the media folks that actually do own one 
Look at them a lot like I do. They've got a completely different perspective than what most mainstream media folks have because they own one. They understand its limitations, who should own one and who shouldn't. I've got some stats on that I'll share a little bit later, too, as to who actually owns a Tesla. It's not every EV I know, but who actually owns a Tesla. I'll talk about that a little bit later in the program as well. Up next, we have got Monica Eaton joining us. We're going to talk about credit card fraud and how that's on the rise and maybe even what you can do to avoid some of that. We'll be right back. Hour number two is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.